Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Turn with me to to, um, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. A couple weeks ago, three, I don't know, some time ago, sometime in the past, historically I started a series. <laughs> sometime in history, I don't even remember what it was. But one of the things that uh, we got to, and I, I did the, the first message on Second uh, Peter chapter 1, and that is that Peter is telling the people there's some things you need to add to your faith. There are people going through a couple things. They're going through severe persecution, and they're also being confronted with the issue of false doctrine, wolves in sheep's clothing coming into the church. And so Peter begins to talk to them, and he is explaining to them the importance of adding to your faith. There's some things you need to add, he says. You've come in, and, and you've, you've uh, trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and that is awesome. But now that you have come into the family of God, add to your faith. In a way, he's saying, go deeper. Go deeper. Not just wide, go deeper. Come on, somebody sing the song with me. Deep and wide. Where is the fountain flowing? There's a fountain flowing. Deep and wide. And, and when we come into the kingdom, I think the, the wide part is we enter into the family. The faith that we have that we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we enter into the family of God. And that is an awesome thing. So in the wide, we begin to experience the benefits of being in a family. Some of the benefits of being in a family are that you have people who love you. And do not measure the family of God by your family. Because our families have all been tainted, if you will have it, by um, sin. So therefore, within a family, our family, some people may be saved, some people are not, some people are submitted, some people are not, some people are filled, some people are not, some people believe, some people don't. All of that adds to the dynamic, right? But in the family of God, we're supposed to be all believers. And so we come into the wide family, the wide family that is worldwide. We come into the wide family, and we enjoy relationships with each other. Now, the beautiful thing about Harvest is we actually enjoy coming to church, right? We don't really do it because that's what you're supposed to do on Sunday. We, we actually enjoy coming. Another odd thing, weird, kind of weird, what makes you guys weird, is that you actually love each other. Is that weird? I mean, if you think about it, if it's not weird to you, you haven't been to church uh, for years and years. But if you have been, you know that it's a weird thing for people to actually love each other. Now, I'm not talking about people saying they love each other. I'm talking about loving each other. Not the kind of love that, oh, I love you. Can you believe that dress she had on? <laughs> That's not the love I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about real love, where we love each other, we embrace and accept each other where we are, but we never want to leave each other where we are because we all are on a journey and we want us all to look more and, like, more and more like Jesus every day, right? So that is, that's all the beautiful part of the wide, but the deep, the deep part, the deep part, I'm afraid, is maybe what we miss sometimes. See, Peter understands that it's the deep part that keeps us from being deceived by the enemy. It's the deep part that takes us into a place when the wolves in sheep's clothing or the false doctrines or the, the, the teaching that is anti-Christ in its teaching, it's the deep part that causes us to recognize it, number one, and number two, know what to do with it. But if the deep is missing, we become vulnerable and gullible to anything that comes along. When the deep part is missing, we as a church adopt our culture from the culture of the world. And so rather than us having the kingdom culture and the kingdom culture here influencing the world out there, we let the world out there influence the culture in here. So then we adopt, how many of you remember, uh, how many of you remember back in the day, you, you may have to be as old as me. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. There's just a few little... <laughs> um, when you canceled something, if somebody said cancel, back in the day, it meant you cancel an appointment, you cancel a meeting, but you didn't cancel people. Somebody listen to me. But now we live in a culture where what you hear is, it's a cancel culture. Cancel culture, what does that mean? We cancel people who we don't like. We cancel people that we don't agree with. And we look at the world and get angry. But the church been doing that for a long time. Hello. See, a lot of this stuff we taught the world. We look at them and say, man, I cannot believe the way you all do. We taught them. That's a Baptist church down the road. Let's can We're, you're canceled to us. That preacher messed up. Did something he shouldn't do? Cancel. The deacon's wives are canceling people all the time. It's the reason we don't have them here. <clears throat> we don't want anything canceled. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Because we have not lived deep, a lot of the things that we have released into this world over the years that we couldn't see because it was among us, it was a part of us, when we now look at it in our children and we look at it in the world, it looks ugly. Am I right? Now it's just on... TV, it's on social media. Before, it was just on the phone. And 
most of the time private calls, unless you grew up in my era, you had party lines. Now, some of you are saying, whoa, party line, that sounds good. But no, understand what I mean by party line. A party line meant there were five houses on your street that were on one line. You remember the old Andy show when, when, when Barney would pick it up and say, what was her name? Sarah. Hey, Sarah, get me, uh, get me, Ange. Um, party line. So when I was growing up, I could pick up the phone, and if the neighbor was on the phone, I had to wait until they got off the phone to get to use the phone. I can remember my dad at times and my mom. I mean, they were never, they were never much for colorful language. They, they didn't use that, but... Uh, if they did, they probably would have in those moments. What, I cannot believe, she's been on the phone for an hour. How in the world are we going to ever use the phone again? How long is she going to stay? Uh, could you, you, you think maybe you could, uh, I've got a call that I need to make. Could you let me have the phone right now? Now listen to me, I'm talking about one phone line, five neighbors all trying to share. So anything that you're saying on there, nosy neighbor down the road could be picking up listening to it. That was social media back in my day. <laughs> Is that a beautiful thing? Some of you just don't understand. You just don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> there was no internet. There, was, there were no computers. Our phones had cords attached to them. When I was dating Carla, we had a phone hanging in the kitchen. And I wanted to be able to talk to her on the phone. So my bedroom was on the other side of the wall from the kitchen. I just cut a hole <laughs> in the wall. Put one of those 75-foot cords that always kinked up and was like this all the time. See, I'm looking across the room. I know, I'm, I know how old some of you are. Because you're so, in, you understand. Others of you are like, still don't get it, bud. You're pulling out your iPhone cord. I mean, why would you ever need a cord on this thing? Or Android. I, let, me, let me just be, you know, I don't want to be political here. Um, <laughs> That's how it was back then. But just because you couldn't do it on World Wide Web didn't mean that it was right. See, anybody listen to me? So we began to release things into this world. We, I'm, they nobody can gossip like church people, Right? So we began to release gossip and hatred and evil coming from us, believers. We began to release that into the world. And now that they've got social media, they can really do something with what we gave them. Right? Is anybody with me? I remember, I remember pastoring a church one time and I hadn't been there I hadn't been there probably six months, and I said, 
if they were to cut every phone line in this town, we might be able to experience revival. Because everything I would preach on Sunday morning trying to build up got tore down on the phone during the week. Does that make sense? Are we ready to go deep? I mean, do we want to go deep into the kind of walk with God and relationship with God that will change this world, that will change your family, that will change your marriage, that will change your life, that will impact your children, that will impact the world that we live in, the people around us, our aunts, uncles, uh, uncles, moms, dad, the people around us. Do we want to go deep enough where we have an impact and when we as a church explode on this world, and I understand that's not the best terminology to use nowadays, but see, you can't even talk now, but when, when we, you know, go out there in the world. I understand seven agencies just heard me say that word, and I'm probably going to meet somebody right out there in just a minute. Deep. So, let's go deep. Let's start the journey of going deep. Verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance. What does that say? Through the knowledge of God. Have you thought, you know what, I just don't understand why God gives them more peace than I get? God's not, God's not a respecter of persons. Maybe the question should be, what do they know that I don't know? Maybe they know that this abundant grace and peace comes through the knowledge of God. And by knowledge of God, I'm talking about deep. See, wide is the realization that Jesus died for me. He rose again three days later to pay for my sins. If I put my faith in Him, receive Him as my Savior, I am born again. I'm part of the wide family, right? But there's so much more knowledge of Him that will take me deep. And it's that knowledge that I begin to gain that takes me into deeper places of grace and deeper places of peace than I ever knew existed. And the people that you see that seem to walk in deeper places of peace, it's not because God loves them more. It's not because God is partial toward them. It's because they've learned something. It's because they have a knowledge of something maybe that we don't have. So rather than look at them and say, I'm jealous of what they have, we could even go sit down and say, I have noticed that you have a peace in the midst of all this stuff that you're going through and your world should be completely upside down, but you seem to have a peace. Can you tell me what you know? And then they begin to tell you. Let me tell you about this relationship with Jesus. And right there is enough to blow some people away. Wait a minute. A relationship with Jesus? You mean you can have a relationship with Jesus? I mean, 
I mean, I believed in him. You know, I got saved. I believed in him. Going to church, but you can have. What do you mean by relationship? Well, I mean you can, you walk with him every day. You can talk with him. He's always there. He'll speak to your heart about things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean he still? But that, I thought that he just did that back in the Bible. No, no, he's still alive, honey. He's still alive. He still wants to walk with you. He still wants to talk with you. He still wants to do these things. Oh, I mean, what's just happened? You've, somebody has just gotten more knowledge, and they walk away thinking, uh, Mom, let me tell you what I just heard. You know that guy over there we're always talking about around the house, that, or that lady that we're always talking about around the house that you know, seems to just have peace, and we know her struggles in her family, and we know the sickness in the family, and, and we, we, we talk about that peace that they seem to have. Well, I went over and asked about it. And guess what? They started talking to me about, about a relationship with the Lord. And, and it's a relationship that takes them there. And then they told me that, that the Scripture says that he whose mind is stayed on the Lord, that's the person who will have peace because they trust in Him. That's a Scripture. That's knowledge. Anybody with me? It's organic knowledge. It's a knowledge that changes the world. It's a knowledge different from the world. It's a knowledge that can change the world. We are from a different culture. i got to read this scripture. Goodness gracious, bud. Verse 3, verse 3. I've got 75 verses to read. His divine nature has given us everything we need for a godly life. How many of you as believers would like to live a godly life? I mean, really. I mean, don't lie to me. You're my friends. Don't lie to me. You would, look, you would like to live a godly life. Look what he says. His divine nature has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. See that word knowledge keeps coming up? Not through getting saved and sitting on our fannies for the rest of our life and just whatever comes, comes, and whatever happens, happens. No, through the knowledge of Him. He's saying there's a lot of things that can only come with knowledge. But knowledge is, is a beautiful thing if it's the right thing. Now, not as the knowledge that the world... The world, thinking themselves, Romans, thinking themselves wise... They became fools. So a lot of the stuff that we hear out there is just foolishness. When you start listening to certain things and ways of talking and all the cancel stuff and all the stuff going on, as you listen to it, if you've got depth, you're thinking something doesn't sound right with this. That is correct. Why does it, why does it not sound right? Because you have some knowledge. Now build on it. Does that make sense? You have knowledge. You have enough knowledge to know that something, there's just a, you know, there's something flag on this. I just don't know. Something just don't sound right about this. Gain knowledge. That's how we know not to be deceived. That's what he's telling them. You need to gain knowledge. He, he, he told them goodness, but here's knowledge and goodness. Goodness gracious. Let's keep on moving. Um, 
through uh, knowledge of him who called us with his own glory and goodness, through these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the, in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, for this reason, make every effort, make every effort. How many, everybody say effort. We all know what effort is, right? Effort is sitting on the couch with a remote control, changing channels. Is that effort? Now let me tell you about effort. Effort was when I was growing up. My dad would sit on the couch and ask me to walk across the room and turn the channel. Do you notice what just happened? One of those involved action. One of those just involved belief. My dad believed that if I got up and walked across the room and turned the channels, the channels would turn. Mine involved action because I had to get up and go across the room and turn the channels. I have no idea why I am just waxing nostalgic today. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just kind of feeling my childhood again. Effort is walking 50 yards out the backyard to a wooden toilet with a hole in the ground. That's effort. Effort is not walking 10 feet to a bathroom where you can actually flush something. See, this generation... Don't even do it. You've heard it. You've heard it. I, I guess your parents have done the same thing with you. Walk to school every day, three feet of snow, uphill, five miles both ways. Barefooted. For this very, you know, the beautiful thing is I haven't gotten very far today, which means I, I'm not going to have to study a whole lot for next Sunday because I haven't preached or anything that I was going to. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. We talked about goodness already. That's moral excellence. But notice that it says add to your faith. You, there's something you have to do. Add this to your faith. When we add this to our faith, what's it going to do? It's going to take us deeper. So you, you actually put forth the effort to to add moral excellence. And we all know areas that we may not be morally excellent in, therefore we need to add a little bit of work to that, right? That's not a work salvation. You don't get saved by works, but we still need to work on some things. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if, listen to this, for if you possess these qualities, which qualities? The ones we just read. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure. How many of you know what increasing measure is? That is what most of us did from the beginning of COVID to the end. We increased measure. <laughs> Am I right? 
So I don't have to explain to you what increasing measure is. Growing. We should always be growing in these things. If we have them increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind. They have been cleansed from their past sins. Um, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, listen to this, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, if you do these things, he didn't say if you know these things, he didn't say if you read these things, he said if you do these things, if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you do, if you mark in your Bible, circle those little things, if you do. Not if you think about it, not if somebody else does it, if you, it's personal, you, if is conditional, you is personal, if you do is action, if you do these things. What things? Well, if you add these things, all of these things to your faith, and then you just check your, uh, make sure you're saved pretty well is what he said, make sure you're saved, add these things to your faith, then Guess what's going to happen? You will begin to live a life, if you do them, where you will never stumble. I'm not saying that you'll never struggle. But you will begin to recognize when you listen to this world where we have to embrace anything and everything is right. How, how many of you remember prophetic scriptures that says in the last days, what are they going to do? They're going to call good evil and evil good, right? In Hebrews chapter 5, he tells us how to discern good from evil, and that is the word of God knowledge we gain knowledge now let me say this knowledge is light have you ever said to somebody the guy i just think the guy is in the dark but you didn't mean that he was in a dark room you meant that he didn't understand something he was ignorant of something right Aren't we all ignorant of something? None of us know everything. We're all ignorant of, that's not a bad word, we're all ignorant of something. And the problem is, is we don't know, a lot of times what we're ignorant of, that's the reason it's ignorance. There is a willful ignorance that says, I just don't care, I just don't want to try to learn. But then there's another ignorance of where we just don't know. And that's where the Holy Spirit can begin to show us and speak to us and say, here's some things that you don't know, but I want to take you on a journey to teach you, to fill your life, to take you deeper in your relationship with Him so that your your life outwardly is is like a, a tree that brings beautiful things to this world. But you got to get depth Because the taller you're going to grow, the bigger God's going to use you out here 
the deeper your root system has to go. Because if you have a shallow root system, but you become a big old tree, and the storms come, there's going to be a great fall. Go deep. Add to your faith. Go deep. Add to your faith. Let him turn the light on. Let him turn the light on. The enemy, the enemy operates in darkness. Are you with me? What is darkness? Darkness is lack of knowledge. Do you know how the enemy's going to attack you? Do you know where he's going to try to hit you the most? Do you know? It's in the areas that you do not have light or understanding. Some people choose to live in the dark because there are certain things that we have discovered when we were in the light, but we don't want to change. You with me? We walked into the light. We begin to enjoy a relationship with the Lord. Suddenly, we begin to see that this, you mean the Lord wants me to do this, this, and this, and he doesn't want me to do some of those things? I would just as soon stay in the dark. And so we choose to be willfully ignorant. But that's just choosing to have a life that's not the best that God has for you. So walk back. Just walk back over there. Dad, When I stepped over here in the light, Dad, it looked too big. Looked too big for me. There were things that I just knew I couldn't do, so I went back in the dark. But I realized that in the dark, there's nothing for me, so I'm back to the light. And Dad, I agree with you. I want to walk with you. Turn the light on in my life. And he will do that. This is all I want to do this morning. What is... in the darkness that the enemy is just ripping on you with. So I remember a time that this one preacher, I remember this preacher, he, he got saved and he felt the need to come clean on all of the things that he had done. And one of the things that he had done was make fun of this lady in the church. And so he thought, well, I've got to bring, I've got to bring that into the light. So he stood up before the whole church and he said, you know, when I, before I got saved, I used to make fun of her and call her names. And, 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 and Okay. You are, you are a reflection of the light. Are you with me? But who's the light? Who is the real light? We, if we have any light, it's only because of Him, right? It's not you that I need to bring my darkness to. It's Him. Be wise. There's some things you just don't need to talk about. Take it to Him. Is anybody with me? See, all this time you sit me, but I can't. I just can't. I can't because I don't, I don't want everybody to know. I can't because it's just going to be too hard to talk about. I can't because how's it going to affect? 
Listen, honey, you don't have to go on social media and tell the world, talk to Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. He is the light, and it's his light that needs to shine into the darkness of what's going on in your life. What is the light? Just knowledge. It's not all about just confessing stuff. It's knowledge. If you want to get light in the darkness, just gain knowledge. Is this making sense? If you want to get light in the darkness, you just gain knowledge of Him. And He will change your life. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.